Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Fire Up Wine Down. I am your host, Deborah Trapin, and today I am so excited to introduce you to one of my dearest friends, Miss Katie Lenz. And she is so many things to me. She is a friend to me, she's a mentor to me, she's an inspiration to me. She is a kick ass, badass businesswoman who is doing amazing things in her space. And I, it's rare that I get to interview somebody that I know so well and have a chat with somebody that I know so well. So this should be an interesting conversation because I know a lot about you, but the, <laughs> the questions that we're about to dig into today, I may or may not know the exact answer you're about to give. So that will be fun. So I'm gonna read um, a quick little bio on you. So Katie is the founder of Katie Lance Consulting, a social media and marketing firm. <laughs> Katie's clients include companies like these teeny little companies, um, like Remax International, uh, DocuSign, RPM Mortgage, SmartZip, and many others. She is a frequent keynote speaker. Yes, she is. And a contributor to the Huff Post and formerly the chief strategist and filler voice over at Inman News. I also want to add my 11 cents that she loves wine. She loves Hello Kitty, and she sings the word fabulous when she says it. <laughs> fabulous! <laughs> I can't, it's just like one of my favorite things about you. So why don't you share a little bit about who you are uh, with the audience, and then we'll dig into some questions. Sure. Well, thank you for the great introduction. I, I love, so excited to be here. Deborah's such a good friend of mine, so this is fun to have this chat with all of you. Um, so I am, uh, as I never mentioned, I run my own social media marketing company. I've been in business about three and a half years. I'm happily married, been married almost 15 years this year. We have two beautiful boys, five and eight. And uh, we run, a, we run a, a company where we help companies, other companies get smarter about how to use social media. And that's really where my passion is, is helping other business owners just get smarter about how they use social media and how they use Facebook and Twitter and Blab and all these other platforms to get better about furthering their relationships and, and generating business and uh, just getting really intentional about what they do. So I do a lot of consulting, speaking, as Deborah mentioned, and we also just launched our academy this past week, which has been a kind of like birthing my third child <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, but we're just, uh, we're just really focused on on helping people get smarter uh, about the time that they use social media and the and the way that they do it. So I I'm love fired it. up to be here. And and Deborah's an amazing lady. I've got her book literally right by me, right here. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> if you guys don't have her book, you gotta get it. This is uh, Deborah has helped me many many times in my life to get unstuck with things. So she is a dear friend. I'm happy to be here. Huh. Well, I have a <laughs> I have a glass with something in it. Do you have a glass with anything in it? Of course, yes, of course. I was like, where's the wine? I gotta get wine, my computer. <laughs> okay, so I have, I always love, especially on this show, since I don't do wine sponsors on this show versus yeah. Women on Wine TV, I like yeah. to drink like crazy wines. <laughs> so, I, and I love to go to Trader Joe's and talk to the Psalms there because they are fun people. If you do not talk to the person who's in, the wine steward at your Trader Joe's, you are totally missing out. Oh, I gotta um, do that. Okay. okay. Yes, seriously. So uh, let's see if this will show up because it's kind of, uh, I know you're not going to be able to understand what it says because it's totally in Italian. That's pretty. So, <laughs> um, so it's uh, Lambrusco del Emilia Bianco. Mm. It is uh, obviously in a white Italian wine. But okay, so what I love about this, the many things I love about this is one is it has a very, very, very light fizz to it. So mm. it's not bubbly like champagne or Prosecco. It's very, very light. Okay. It's fruity, but it's not super sweet. Yeah. And are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> $4.99. What? <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> this fires up your cellar. Come on now. It's perfect for porch pounding with your friends during the <laughs> summer. Pounding. I love it. Porch are you, all you need is like really a beautiful long glass straw. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So delicious. So yes, that's that's why I'm sipping. Yummy. It's a party on the tongue. I love it. All right, you want to see my bottle? I even have my bottle right here. I do. I do. Okay. I do. All right, it's not as pretty as yours. You probably had this before. It's Ferrari Corona, and it's one of my favorite summer wines. It's Fumé Blanc, a Sauvignon Blanc, super light and crisp, 
and it has a screw top because for easy access. <laughs> um, oh my God, that's hilarious. And it's probably, it's really inexpensive. It's like 10 or 15 bucks. I mean, if you want just an inexpensive porch pounding wine, as you said, I love it. It's it's awesome. So, so fun story about Ferrari Carano is they <laughs> that was the first bottle of wine I bought after I turned 21. Okay. <laughs> at a Piotti's in California. I, I It's like nice. I still remember like looking at a wine list and going, I'm going to buy a bottle because now I'm <laughs> legally allowed to buy a bottle. And it was a Ferrari. That's product. so funny. I was just at Piotti's today, actually. How funny. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> oh they're <laughs> red. Oh, my gosh. So I know. Yes. So good. So good. <sighs> okay. So it's amazing. If you've never been to the winery, it's an amazing experience. I've not. You know, I tend <clears> to go to like the – the hidden, you know, not on the normal radar, but that would yeah. be a fun one to visit. That's for sure. It's amazing, it's beautiful. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, one of the first questions I love starting with is, especially for entrepreneurs who are entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. in corporate America, and then started their <laughs> own thing. What, what inspired you? What was that push that got you out of your comfort zone of getting the nine to five paycheck, which is really mm -hmm. like the eight to 11 you know, <laughs> right, right, right. What, you know, what was it that pushed you to start living your dream and starting your own thing? Well, I think for me, I guess there's a couple things. I mean, I, I think I've always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit, regardless of what nine to five job I've had. I've always, always been that person that's treated my marketing budget as if it was my own money. I've always treated things I've had to do as if they were mine. And I would get so irritated at other people when they would clock out at five, you know, or disconnect, it's like, what this has to get done, you know? And, and so I think that was a big part of it. And then, uh, you know, for myself, I kind of went through this journey. I, I had a, a great position, as you mentioned, with Inman News, amazing company, amazing brand. Um, you know, but sometimes we hear these little things in the back of our head, like, you know, maybe it's, it's time for that next journey in my life. And I remember going through the process of chatting with other um, other companies and thinking of, you know, maybe I'm going to interview with a few other places. And through that process, it really sort of solidified that I don't really want to work for anyone else. I want to work for myself. <laughs> I want to, I want to work with a lot of companies. I want to work with a lot of brands. I want to help a lot of people. And that, that vision of serving more has been something that has just, just come through you know, time and time again, and even more so in, in, in 2016, that's been a huge focus of, of my business is being able to, to serve more people. So um, I think that's been a big part of my journey. And I, you know, now that I'm here, I, I don't know, I can't imagine going back to that nine to five or eight to 11 or <laughs> whatever, whatever that is. It's just so much, so much joy in that. I love that. That's so beautiful. <laughs> and, and I love how it's opened up the freedom factor for you. I mean, I, when I met you, you were, you were pregnant. <laughs> That's right. Yes. I was, you were totally larger. pregnant. And <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. I, I was, I was trying to wreck in my brain. I'm like, what city did I first meet you in? Like, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. I think that's cool that I can't really remember because it feels yeah. like, you know, if internet years are like dog years, we've known each other for 50, 50 years, which is longer than we've been alive. So right, right. I think we're, you know, it's a good thing we can't remember. <laughs> but just seeing, like, I remember, you know, we used to be roomies when we'd travel these conferences together. And I remember, you know, you'd talk to your kids at night and do your, as you FaceTime or whatever, and, and you'd just get off and you would just have this, this guilt. Mm -hmm. Like I remember, I mean, I remember many times before <laughs> you get up and go do your day, you'd be like, oh, what am I doing? Is this the right thing? Yeah. I love this job. However, <laughs> yes. and, and now it's like if I, if anybody were to look at your public stream, they would see this beautiful, uh, you know, integrated lifestyle that is yeah. work and family and fun and adventure and you know, I think that's, it's so great for people to hear the story that it, it actually can work. Cause usually yeah. when you tell people you're starting your own company, they're like, well, most of them die within three years. You're like, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Like, good luck with that. <laughs> so I yeah. love that. I love that. Well, thank um, you for saying that. That's a big part of, I mean, for me, just having that quality of life and that, uh, you know, I think balance, I don't know if you can ever have balance, but just, that quality of life is, is huge, you know, and my shortest commute is from my bedroom to my home office right here <laughs> every morning. And, 
you know, being able to be there for my kids and being there for my clients and still being able to speak and travel and kind of, I don't know, I feel like I have it all. I don't, maybe I shouldn't jinx, jinx myself. But <laughs> Well, I, I think that the reality is, is that you have everything you want. Exactly. And yeah. so you have all that you want right now. I yes. mean, I think that that's, you know, we've had many a conversation <laughs> about one. the having it all. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you had a chance to watch uh, this um, State of Women, the conversation between Oprah oh and Michelle Obama. I haven't. I keep. I, I saw you shared, and a few other people shared it. I need to catch up on that. <laughs> you are gonna love that conversation. <laughs> I'm like, we need to be on stage. These two women having this conversation. It was so good. It was so good. And and Michelle Obama's. You know, she talked a lot about the all and balance and all of that good stuff because you know yeah. some things do give in different seasons. You know, certain things give. Yeah. And I think that it's celebrating all that you have mm -hmm. and being being happy and being content with your current all is so important. It doesn't mean you don't wish for other things or look forward to a season where you have more of something else. Mm -hmm. But I mean, your, your boys grow like weeds. I swear, I don't know what you feed them, <laughs> but every time I see photos of them, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, it is crazy. I, you know, I think it's boys in general, like at this age are like, you know, starting to grow and then they hit that plateau and then all of a sudden eighth grade yeah. hits and they're taller than their moms. But right. I know, <laughs> but it's so fun to actually be able to see it even from, you know, a thousand miles away. I'm watching, watching these little beans just <laughs> shoot right, right. up. It's so awesome. <laughs> totally. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. So tell me, you know, one of the, one of the fun things that I, exercises that I love to take clients through and audiences through is I will feel successful when, mm -hmm. and really getting them to think about what success means to them. Yeah. And so what is, what does it look like and feel like to you right now? Like what does success mean to Katie Lance? You know, I, th I think that's a really good question. I think um, a couple things. I mean, money's certainly not everything, you know, but money allows you a lot of freedom in life to do the things you want to do. So, you know, people were like, oh, money's not important. Yeah, money's kind of important to me. <laughs> like, I like money. I like making a lot of money. <laughs> that is awesome, right? And I'm not afraid to say that because not that that's success by any means, but it gives you the freedom to do the things you want to do. It gives me the freedom to, if I want to start my day at 8 a.m. or if I want to start it at 10 a.m. or if I want to work at 11 o'clock at night or if I want to end at 4.30 or if we want to go to Hawaii for the week or whatever we want to do, like that's a big part of success is I think just having that freedom. And, you know, we talk a lot about working hard and, and the value of hustling and, and things like that. And I'm a big believer in working hard. I always say, you know, I'll work, I'll work, I'll work, I'll work anybody any day of the week. But at the same time, I don't want to just be that person who's a workaholic and I'm never there for my kids, you know? So success means, being able to work hard, having a good amount of money that's going to allow us the freedom in life to do what we want to do, to have the retirement, you know, down the line that we want to have, to have that lifestyle my husband and I want to have. Um, but also just that, you know, just to have that time. Time is the most important thing. Time is all we have. We all have 24 hours in the day. And, you know, there's a phrase that's been sort of resonating with me these last few weeks of, um, what is it? The days are long, but the years are short. Yes. And I look at my kids, like you said, it's like, oh my gosh, they're five and eight. And I met you when I was pregnant. And it's like, it goes by like that. And I don't want to miss it, you know? And, and I've just been so blessed that I've been able to run a business where I don't miss the first day of school and I don't miss any of that stuff. But I still travel a couple times a month and I still have a great husband who supports me and I support him. And it's all those little things. That's really what success means to me, you know? Yeah, I love that. Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. I mean, exactly. I, I think that that's, and, and, you know, you could, so if you were my client sitting in my chair, <laughs> yes, you know, we would start going down the, what, so what does freedom mean? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that it, it, when you actually allow yourself to rabbit hole for good, not internet rabbit hole, but <laughs> yeah. rabbit hole on your own, like on your own self, right. Yeah. To total introspection and say, what does that mean to me? Like, I don't want to have to budget in vacation. Yeah. I want to be able to go and fly by the seat of my pants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, like if that sounds good and that is what success means to you, 
awesome. Yeah. Right? And, and so I, I love that. I love that that word comes out. Um, it, an interesting thing is usually it takes a couple of mistakes to get there. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, and yeah. I love <laughs> failure. I love failure. I write about failure a lot. I love <laughs> failure because I think that failure has gotten such a bad rap. Uh, and, and I think it sucks that something that is so prevalent in our lives, like failure, yeah, yes. is, is considered bad. Like, yeah. I, want it, I want the world to embrace it. I want them to run forward to it and mm -hmm. through it, yeah. right? So I always love hearing, like, what it, what's a lesson that you learned through something you're like, oh, man, sister, I should not have done that to myself, <laughs> but I did. Yeah. Now, you know, it's it's probably something that you teach others that you maybe preach from stage. Mm -hmm. What is that one little nugget that you're like, mm-mm, learn from that? Well, I think a big nugget, and I've always said this, but I don't know if I completely res I don't know if I completely believed it, and that was don't be all things to all people. <laughs> <laughs> so I always said I actually I'm looking at my board right now, like a board next to me. Um, and this is like a a quote actually my grandfather had in his office and I when he passed away it was one of the things I took I'm like I'm putting that up on my office and I always said it I said it from day one it's one thing to say it it's another thing to have bills to pay and to say oh I don't want to say no to anything right <laughs> because that could be an opportunity and I always balance this say yes and figure it out later don't overanalyze it versus don't be all things to all people so I think that was a big lesson for me in, in that it's okay to stay true to that. And if you are true to really who you are and what you do and what you love and the value you bring and what you don't do, it's okay. And it's okay to say, I don't think I'm the right person for this, but let me refer you to somebody else. And I always preach that. I just didn't always completely like follow my own <laughs> advice. And looking back, I look at some of the clients I work with and, and some, I mean, they've all been amazing people, but looking back, I can see, you know what? I don't know if, if I was the right fit for X, Y, and Z, you know, I don't know if that was the right connection and it's nothing against them or me. It's just, you can't be all things to all people, you know, like I specialize in social media. That's what I love. I'm not a press person. I'm not a PR person. I'm not a designer. I'm not an email marketer. I'm not a, you know, any of this, all of that I can do, but that's not my gift. Right. So like leaning into really who you are. And I don't know, I think wisdom with either age or <laughs> maturity, that's a that's just a, a bit of big lesson. I don't have any regrets, but just looking back, I look at where I'm at today and I'm just so much more at peace with who I am and who I'm not. And that's OK. Right. Well, and I think that you you said there are so many great things in what you said. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think overall, it's just it is defining who you are. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that, you know, in, in this world now where who we are in our personal life and who we are in our business life, in particular for solopreneurs or entrepreneurs who utilize their personal brand to build their business mm -hmm. and executives who do the same, it's blurry. Yes. It, can get, it can get very blurry. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, one of the things that I've even started doing personally and with friends and mentees and clients is saying, you know, have a, have a niche statement for business mm -hmm. and a focus statement for your life. Oh, I love that. So, because that, you know, the, the, your North, we all need a North. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's so easy to get to, for our compass to be pulled to things that we know how to do. Yes. But don't necessarily have a passion or desire to do, but because because part of what success means to you is building your personal wealth. Mm -hmm. Saying no to that can feel against your success formula. Yep. And and so you have to be you have to have things in place, yep. right, for yourself to go. Yeah, I know that that's going to tickle my success button. However. Mm -hmm. Right. I know what it's going to do is it's going to add frustration. I'm, I'm going to have to take more time to learn how to do this because I only know how to do these five, not those six. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I think especially the first few years of a business, that's normal. Yeah. And we don't talk about that. You know, 
you and I have also talked about sharing lots of behind the scenes over the years with real estate agents, right? Mm -hmm. Like don't just show this pretty highlight reel of what it's like to be a real <laughs> estate agent. Like the media does enough of that. Like the 11 <laughs> o'clock lattes and yeah. you know, two o'clock workouts when yeah. really that's not how real estate is. <laughs> no. But even being a business owner, a small business owner, it's, you know, we tend to show and share the successes. We don't tend to celebrate those lessons learned mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to be doing it every day, but I do think, you know, when we share things like this saying, you know, it was hard for me to say no. And once I learned how to, it actually, my life opened and abundance started coming tenfold because I wasn't focused on what I didn't know. I was focused on what I did know. Yeah. And, and so I think that there's so much wisdom in there. So if you could go back, say 10 or 11 years, yes. <laughs> what, what would you tell? that girl, that girl, what would you say to her, you know, that would help her or just breathe some life into her at that stage? Wow. It's funny. You know, I think of 10, 11, 10 or 11 years ago, not that long ago, but like it's a decade ago. <laughs> and that's kind of when I got my start um, in the real estate industry and helping real estate professionals with their marketing and social media. Um, you know, I think, on one hand, I don't have any regrets of, you know, choices I've made in the past and things like that. But I think just that confidence of just being true to who you are and and not trying to be anyone else. Not I think it, maybe it's a female thing. I think we compare ourselves to a lot of people, how we look or, you know, whatever it is. And just I think I probably would just say, you know what, you just just lean into who you are, you know, and be be the best version of you. Because that's where I feel like and I turned 40 this year this past year, I'm going to be 41 in a few months. <laughs> and I just feel like, I don't know, just this piece with, I am who I am. Like, this is how I look. Yes, I'm live streaming. And it feels weird to look at myself on camera. But like, I'm over it, right? Like, it, it's all good. And I think I probably would say that to that to that girl 10 years ago, like, just get over it sooner, <laughs> if you can. And just embrace who you are because there's nobody else like you in the world and there's no one else going to be like you after you so and you only have one life to lead so we better make the best of it right well and I you know what I think is I think that there is a movement there is a swelling in in the tides that is really embracing that mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's that Gen Xers who are running the internet companies and mm -hmm. running who are creating a lot of this. I know everybody thinks it's the millennials, but it really isn't. No. <laughs> that that the, the Xers are have finally found their own. And so they're actually using the platforms. One of my favorite Instagram <laughs> to follow <laughs> is F Your Beauty Standards. Yes, F Your Beauty Standards. I don't know if you've ever seen this. I have Oh, my Lord. like it is so much fun. And it is, it's not about skinny versus curves. Yeah. It's everything. <laughs> and it is women who are just like, I was so nervous to post it, but I am embracing myself. And it is so, but it, you know what? The reality is, is we can turn on the TV any day and find perfection. Yeah. Because yeah. They, these, th that's what they're paid for. They're yeah. paid yeah. to look a certain way and then lit a certain way and makeup a certain way and hair it a certain way and, and yeah. all of that crazy. Mm -hmm. But the reality is we don't really connect with them. Right. We right. connect with the character maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but really the reality is when we're looking at perfection, we're judging ourselves. Totally. As opposed to when we show the real side of us, and buddy, we're te we're speaking to you, still shy of video. Come on, dude. <laughs> like the reality <laughs> is, is it allows people in, and when we when we become vulnerable and we show ourselves, you know, hanging out in our home studios and offices, and and as we are, you know, hair in a braid, it's raining outside, <laughs> you know. Yes, it, that it it shows this real side that people can actually connect with, and I yeah. think it's actually more empowering. Mm -hmm. to the audience to see somebody who doesn't look like the media tells us we're supposed to look that you go totally that's my friend that's my sister that's that, you know that's my brother mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's power in that and I think that the more people who can say I love me 
yeah. the way I am. That doesn't mean I want to stay this way forever, but I love me right now. Mm -hmm. I actually claim I love my curves. I love my hair. I love my teeth. I love my feet. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever your cray is. I mean, I have a girlfriend who's crazy about her eyebrows. Like she's always brushing her eyebrows. She's always freaked out about her <laughs> Everybody has their thing. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Thing. And so it's like, we all want to be part of everyone else's thing because it, it makes us feel like we're part of something. So mm -hmm. I think it's, such spot on, such spot on advice. I love that. And, and it helps people, you know, give them a little trigger to jumping over fear yeah, and doubt. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that, you know, you're really good at talking about this. You're really good at talking about like needs to find their thing. So what <laughs> inspires you personally to keep moving forward when you're like, you wake up and you're like, oh man, I'm not wanting to turn on that camera today. Okay. I do it like what, <laughs> what do you do to get yourself pumped <laughs> oh i get myself pumped well uh i was gonna say wine but that doesn't sound good at 10 in the morning or 9 in the morning <laughs> a good strong cup of coffee um <laughs> i'm cracking open some wine now um you know i think that's a good question. I, for a while, I was always the person who was working at home in my PJs and like, you know, you know, when you work at home, it's like, oh, nobody has to see me. And then all of a sudden, like Periscope came out and Facebook Live and Snapchat. And I was like, I got to like pull myself together here. <laughs> like, I, I really like these platforms. And like, I don't have to look perfect. But you know, I probably should be like out of my pajamas, <laughs> you know, if I want to present myself professionally. Um, so that was a little part of it. And then just, you know, I think, I mean, I feel like I kind of, I'm kind of repeating myself, but just like, again, like digging into what you really want to do. And I think so often we just like suffer from analysis paralysis. It's like, just, just do it, you know, just jump in and just, just, start. <laughs> just do it, hashtag, right? And just like wherever you want to be. I mean, I think about my academy that we just launched this week. I've like been thinking about it in the back of my mind probably now, honestly, for a long time, I mean, years now, and, you know, this has happened, and this has happened, or whatever. And it's like, we only have one life to lead, like, just like, let's do it. And I don't know, I just, I think we just overanalyze. I think a lot of people, especially women, no offense to all the women, but I just think we overanalyze things. Like, when I started my business, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't even have a website. I didn't have a website for the first year. I had an about.me page and a Facebook page <laughs> and a Twitter account. That was it. And if I would have waited until everything was perfect, same thing with my, you know, Get Social Smart is an academy now. But when Get Social Smart launched, it was a six-week coaching program that we were, like, piecemealing together with Dropbox and MailChimp and a few other random, like, Band-Aid solutions. And it worked. And it worked because... It was really good content and people really loved it. And then we figured it all out later. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that answers your question, but <laughs> that's no, no, that is so good. You know what? I, I, I just do it totally covers it. Yes. And, and I think that, you know, you're, you're actually preaching into me a little bit now too. So thank you for that. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, you know, the, the beauty of uh, these types of conversations is that, the I love how Kelly calls it the open the kimono. Oh, which yes. by the way, we have to cheers her because she's in the car oh. on her way to uh, Tahoe <laughs> to see Dylan. So cheers, oh. Kelly. Cheers, Kelly. Woohoo! <laughs> um, but that that you let, let people know. Well, look, it wasn't perfect when it was happening, but it, well, the experience wasn't any worse no. for the wear on the person. It's just no. the back end, and exactly. and I'm really bad. I battle with that. Yeah, I'm. And I'm I was really successful, by the way. I mean. When yeah. I mean successful, I mean, people were spending a thousand to two thousand dollars for this program. And we were if I would have waited, I would have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue all right. because it wasn't perfect for me. Like the experience for them was fine. Even I saw people who were like, I think it doesn't matter. Like, it's great. You have this great website now, Katie. But like what you provide now is just as great as what you provided three years ago. Right. <laughs> you know, right. so that's so good. That is so good. So, so let's get fired up here. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. Hey, that's the whole purpose. So, so let's dig in a little bit into the Academy. Okay. And, you know, I know that uh, we asked you before the show, like, what's your superpower? And you said being <laughs> educating, which I totally agree. I think that's so fun. <laughs> and it's right and aligned with the Academy. So give us a little, like what, give us some behind the scenes. Like what did that, 
I know you've been thinking about it for a few years, but kind of give us what did that feel like? What did it look like along the way? So that if there's somebody else who's kind of inspired to put something together in their vertical that they can go, okay, this is possible. Yeah. Well, it was a couple things, you know, I, I remember a few years ago, <clears throat> it's probably five years ago, honestly, I remember hearing Laura Roeder. Um, some of you might follow Laura Roeder. Oh she my gosh, yes. <laughs> I think I saw her at Connect with you. Yes, yes, <laughs> totally, right? So Laura Roeder is like the, she was the co-founder of B-School of Marie Forleo, and she is uh, the creator of Meet Edgar, which is an awesome social media platform, uh, kind of like Hootsuite, but different in that way. Anyways, she's amazing. I, I remember watching webinars of hers like five years ago. She was one of the first people that I kind of got Twitter because I watched her. I remember going, oh my gosh, I totally get it now. And I remember watching some of her content and thinking, I love that she is delivering this content, this educational content in a format that makes sense for me. You know, it was video content, it was webinar content. And at the time I you know, had another job. I mean, I, like, there, I was not an entrepreneur at all. Uh, maybe I was not to run my mind, but not, you know, I wasn't running my own business. And I remember thinking like, that would be so awesome. Like that would be so cool to be able to help people like how she's doing it. And I just, I, I should probably tweet her or something. To tell yeah, her yeah, that. Just say that. <laughs> no, I don't think I should. I, I probably need to. And you know, that sort of just stayed in the back of my mind. Um, you know, and then I, I, you know, started my own business and I sort of did a bunch of different things from consulting to speaking and blogging and all this stuff. And it was about a year or so ago, I was at a conference that I was speaking at and I heard Darren Hardy speak, uh, who's the publisher of Success Magazine and just a phenomenal speaker. And he said something. He said, as a business owner, what do you do that when you do it, it makes it rain? And I remember staying in the back of the room and I was like, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> because right. at the time I was like doing it all myself, you know, and I thought, you know what makes it rain? You know what I really love is when I can do stuff like this. You know, when I'm on camera, when I'm speaking, when I'm writing, when I'm teaching, like that's what brings in the business. That's what makes my phone ring. That's what helps me get more consulting clients. And also that's what I really love to do. And I, you know, I, I had kind of a conversation with the, the people on my team and ended up bringing on some more people. And we just sort of figured out like, what can we do? So when I do it, and I actually just had this conversation with my, my dad the other day, we he took me out to lunch. He's like, why are you on Facebook all the time? And all this stuff. I said, because when I'm on Facebook, I make sales. When I'm on Periscope, <laughs> that's what makes it rain in my business. And he's like, right. what, do you, what do you mean? I said, well, I did a Facebook live the other day, talked for 45 minutes and gave a bunch of value, you know, and then people want to find out what I do. And I give the link to my website and, you know, 10 more people sign up for my academy. He's like, what? I said, yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm not quote unquote selling, but it's just, that's oh, hell yeah, you're like, daddy, watch the cash flow right now. Four like, grand right there. <laughs> right? So he's like, he's like, you can see him like, do, 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 do. like, oh, okay, I get it now, you know, and Paul gets it now. My husband, you know, for a while he's like, oh, you're on Periscope again. I was like, look, honey, I'm not just like hanging out, like drinking wine, although that's fun. <laughs> like, there's a reason to all this. And, right. It's just, again, like tuning into like what you do, not only what you do that makes it rain, but what's the value that you bring? Like, it's not like I'm on here talking about, I don't know, quantum physics or whatever. I'm talking about things that I'm really passionate about. So I think for anyone watching, the advice would be like, what do you know that, that you know, other people either don't know or what's like your unique spin on things? I mean, I'm not the only person talking about social media. Really? <laughs> Clearly, right? <laughs> what? I know. <laughs> But for me, it's what do I, what's my perspective on it, right? Same thing with you. I mean, there's obviously lots of motivational speakers, but people connect with you because of you and your personality. And that's what people can bring. You know, you, you put in your own, your own spin, your own opinion, your, and people resonate with that. So I guess, I guess that's just a big thing I would speak into anybody. If anybody watching has the ability to create content, whether it's blog content, video content, Facebook live, whatever your content is of choice. And people will listen, not just because you're going to give a couple tips, but because you're going to put your own opinion into it, right? You're going to lean in and say, not only am I going to give you these three tips for whatever, but you're going to say, and this is why, this is my opinion. And when you just own that, like there's so much power in that.
I get fired up. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I love it. I love seeing you get fired up. And every time you say fired up, it makes me smile. Um, I'm totally fired up. <laughs> it's awesome. So I, I think, I think what I, so what I'm hearing is just to qu quickly recap. So you, you had this idea. It, it was sparked by Laura thinking, Hmm, I'd really like to do that. But you were in, you were doing your nine to five gig at that yeah. point. You were, yeah. you were hustling for the man yeah. literally at that point. <laughs> literally. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> and then, but then you struck out on your own. Mm -hmm. You weren't Bill. You didn't strike out on your own to start your own business to create the academy. And I think that that's a yeah. key element. I think that it, it doesn't like you. It was a road to get there. Yeah. So so shame off anybody who's listening to this who's thinking, well, I've been doing my own business for a few years and I'm still not there yet. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're you're, you're working towards it. So you decided you you have this team in place. Uh, I think. One thing that that I know that I want the world to know that's listening, the world <laughs> that's listening, is that you actually hire for specific skill. I mean, you hire attitude for sure, because we all know that Melissa and Megan are amazing. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Anne Marie's amazing as well, but you hired her for a specific skill. Yes. And so, so give me an idea of how you work through that, kind of the behind the scenes. So how did you, how did you and your team say, okay, yeah, we can't handle this part. We need to find someone. Yeah. I mean, it's, skill is definitely a big piece of it. Um, and attitude, obviously, work ethic, and, and you know you have to like the person, obviously. And um, if, you know, for me, I, I, this is my home office. I'm sitting here in my home office, and all my whole team is remote. Um, and so I think there's a few things. I think you know, for me, my first hire was my was my assistant Melissa, who you know is awesome. She's been with me like almost I think three years, almost three years, more than three, right around the three year mark, which is awesome. Um, and it, so it started, it started with that because I got to the point where it's like, I need to be better about what I'm spending my time on. I realized I was spending time on things that weren't necessarily income producing things. And I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs start. I even, mean, that's where I started. It's like, there's only 24 hours in the day. Do I really need to be spending two hours a day, like dealing with my schedule or like booking my travel or organizing my Dropbox files or not that all that stuff isn't important. It's just that, do I need to be doing that? <laughs> right? right. You know, so it started, it's kind of started with that. And, you know, and then it, it sort of branched out from there based on, um, you know, her abilities and, and her strong suits. And I think when you hire people, I think a lot of people can do a lot of things. Like Melissa is a great example. She could do marketing. She could do this. She could do that. But really like what her skill set is in like operations and, and helping me get organized and, you know, project management, right? Like, and so, after a while, I realized, you know what? We need a marketing person. She can do it, but that's not necessarily her passion, her love of where she wants to be. So that's when we brought Megan in. And then we got to the point of, of developing our academy. And Megan's great. She's got an amazing eye for marketing. And she writes great copy. And she can do design. But doing website stuff, it's you know, she can do it. But that's not necessarily her passion, her love, her complete skill set. So then it's like, okay, now we need to find someone else to fill that, sort of fill that skill set. So, um you know, I think the beauty of, of the day and age we live in is you can hire someone who is uh, either a freelance contractor or a uh, someone who you, you're bringing on uh, on a project basis. Or if someone's a really good fit, you know, they become, a, you know, a longer term thing, you know, kind of on a retainer. I mean, Melissa and Megan are both on retainers uh, with me. We have a long term relationship, which are fantastic. Um, you know, and it, it just depends on your budget. It depends on a lot of things. And when I first brought on my assistant, Melissa, it was I think she was working like five or 10 hours a week. It was very small because I had a very small budget. I didn't have a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. And very quickly, because of the workload she took off me, my business, you know, increased exponentially. So then her hours increased and her pay increased and things like that. So, um, you know, I think the other thing, too, is just not being afraid to interview a few people and just really trust your gut. I mean, I, I interviewed a lot of people, a lot of great, great people who are super qualified but I've just really learned to like to just trust your gut as far as that connection, because as much as I want to hire for skill, if you don't, if that person doesn't connect with who you are and what you're trying to accomplish and your personality, it may not be the right fit. So that's, that's what I've so learned. Good. That's <laughs> so good. 
And there, and and I'm I know this is helping somebody get over the hump because I think that we hear, you know, we read, I should say, we read a lot about this concept of don't do the things that somebody <laughs> else could do. Like yeah. we all hear that. I think uh, Buddy actually put something. Yeah, do do what you do best. Outsource the rest. Yeah, it's it's a really awesome rhyme and it's a really great philosophy. But I think a lot of people don't actually act on that. Yeah. And I love the advice of just start small, just start, you know, five or 10 hours a week yeah. and see it. It's, you know, once it's, I, we talked about this earlier on a blog today, <laughs> which was so fun to see you earlier, by the I way. I know, I know. <laughs> Ditto. Totally random. Uh, it's like success, right? It's once you taste it, once you see, oh my gosh, this works Yeah. and, and I can do it. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm not my kids are still eating and <laughs> I still have, you know, gas in the car Yeah. by doing this, mm -hmm. that, that, that sacrifice that you might've made on one or two things in order to pay an assistant for five to 10 hours a week has now, I mean, now you're, you're making hand over fist of what you were making before mm -hmm. because now you're re you're, you're fully resourced. Right. And you probably could use other people. Uh, definitely. You know. definitely. We're, we're, I mean, we're at this point right now. It's, it's really interesting because we've had, we put a lot of resources out, right, to build this academy. And it was another leap of faith, right? I think every business owner, you kind of go through these stages. And as much as this has been a dream and something I've been, you know, wanting to do, and I feel in my gut that this is great, and there's nothing like it out there, you know, for the market that I serve, you know, that the day, two days, what was it, two days ago, we had our launch party. I had butterflies. Like I haven't had butterflies like that in a while. Like my hands were kind of clammy. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm really nervous. <laughs> and you know, it's because we had put all these resources out in the, in the hope, in the dream that putting all of this time, energy and money out is going to double my business right in the next 12 months. But it's scary. I mean, it's, you know, I, I can't lie and say, Oh yeah, it was a piece of cake. Just fake it till you make it. No, I was kind of freaked out. <laughs> right. You know, right. well, and that's real. Right. right. Yeah. Anybody who says that they're not, they're, <laughs> there's not an ounce of fear or freak or a freaky, you know, freaking yeah. out of some sort, <laughs> you know, that's a big fat fib yeah. because it's the reality is even if you have a lot of money, mm -hmm. losing money, it never feels good. No, no, and, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and a dream un, unrealized or, or, you know, that's kind of flew by doesn't mm -hmm. feel good. And so no. you, you want to feel good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, <of> course, right? <laughs> exactly. Too funny. Yep. It's, that's, it's, that's a really, really good word. So let's, let's talk about something kind of fun and personal. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> like okay. That I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Should uh, I pour some more wine? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Cause I don't, I, if you're not, if you don't admit it, I'm totally reading this. So, so tell us what something that people might be surprised to find out about you. Because you're so social oh, and you're, you're so, you're so like public, but yeah. like, what is something, what are some things maybe mm. that people don't know about you? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, what do people don't know about me? I mean, I guess probably part of it, and I don't really talk about this whole lot, I guess is just sort of the journey my husband and I have taken. I mean, when we first got married 15 years ago, we had nothing. We were sleeping on an air mattress <laughs> for six months. We were living on love. Um, and uh, we had one car that we were sharing and he was working night shifts. And I remember getting a job at a scrapbook store and then getting fired. I don't, still don't know to this day why I got fired. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think I was making like seven bucks an hour and all this crazy stuff that happened early, early on. Um, we were living in Indiana at the time and, and, uh, uh, for a variety of reasons. And so that, I guess that's probably one thing. I don't, I guess I don't share a whole lot about that just for whatever reason. I don't I have no particular reason other than, you know, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> but, that's so funny. I love, I do. I love that story. And I love <laughs> the story of how you actually met him. Yes. Oh yes. We met in a, uh, a Yahoo chat room in 2001. <laughs> Which is so rad. I mean, hello. that's, that's pretty that's pretty monumental. I mean, that was pre, like you seriously had social media in you way back then. I think Before so. it was even called social so. media. I think so. Yes. We met in a Yahoo Christian chat room, uh, in 2001, we met April 17th, 2001 and fell in love online and then met in person and you know, it all went well. And, uh, we got, 
we got engaged and married within six months. <laughs> and my entire family thought we had completely lost it. Um, and, you know, knock on wood, 15 years later, it's, it's like the, you know, it's like when you know, you know. And yeah. uh, we just knew. And it was meant to be. So not that it's wow. all been perfect. You know, life is not perfect. Things happen. But, uh, no, it's, uh, it's been an amazing journey. And I think it just gives Paul and I, my husband, Paul, we were, you know, my husband. But we, were, you know, we chat about it sometimes. It's like I think sometimes you have to go through those things to have um, to be grateful, you know, for, uh, for the good times and to be, uh, you know, just have that sense of, of gratitude and not take it for granted. I think a lot of times people see someone who has gotten to a certain level of success, not that I feel like I'm at that level, but I think that some people, you just see that and you think, oh gosh, they've got it so good. And, you know, she can end her day at three or four and she's making all this money. It's like, yeah, I've worked really hard <laughs> to get to this. Like this has been right. like a decade of work, right? Like there's no right. easy path to get yeah. to that. And it's just, I'm just beginning. Like I feel like I have so much more I want to accomplish. So. Yeah, well, I would definitely say like you're you're just hitting your stride. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I think that all, you've been incredibly successful <laughs> to this point, but I think that you you're finally. I think part of it is that you're owning who you are. Yeah, I think more more than ever, more certainly more than when we first met. Yes, um, and you are so confident, and you are so focused and driven. And I know you like the hustle word, so I'll <laughs> say you are a good hustler. Um, but in but a good way, not in a bad way. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, yeah. You don't hustle hustle money negatively, but you work your tush off. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you did share with me is how is something you do on your phone to unwind, and I'm oh still god. <laughs> What did I tell you? <laughs> it has to do with zoning out to something called plants versus zombies. Oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> what is that? You don't know what plants versus zombies? I don't. I am so, ask my husband. I think he's actually watching. Like, I am so not a gamer. Like, oh. I just don't do it. And so I'm like, what is, I love zombies. I love anything that has to do with zombies, but usually like watching them. So, yeah. So, so what, like you're you're standing in line at the grocery store and you just play a little plants versus zombies. Like, what is this? And it's usually in the evening as I'm watching like The Bachelorette or something, <laughs> or watching whatever else I'm watching. Uh, yeah, and I'm just kind of zoning out. Like that's sort of been the way my husband and I have always unwind. Like he loves to play games, and I don't know. I just Plants versus Zombies is a fun game. And <laughs> it's just it's like mindless, and I think sometimes we think, oh, that's so frivolous. Well, you know, we can't be doing something productive every moment of our lives. Like there's nothing wrong with just chilling out and like relaxing and doing something mindless, whether it's watching The Bachelorette <laughs> or playing Plants vs. Zombies. Now, if it takes over your whole day, okay, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but, you know. I would like to point out that I'm pretty sure I heard my husband yelling amen from the other room and he just put it into the chat. Woohoo, uh, I love it. <laughs> He, he is it. He loves, well, I mean, he definitely is that person for me. He reminds me to do that. Yeah. I don't necessarily play games. I love to kind of filter and play around with photos. Yeah. Like that's my thing. Like when yeah. I'm like, my brain just <laughs> cannot focus anymore. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh, I know I have like, I have almost 20,000 photos on my phone right now. Oh my gosh. I thought I had yeah. a lot. I have like yeah. 4,000. I thought that was a lot. No, I have <laughs> I almost have to, I think I just deleted about a thousand, 20,000. So there's always something to be edited and filtered and played around with. Yeah. Um, so I, I do get it, but I just, I was literally beside myself <laughs> reading Plants vs. Zombies. Uh, I think that's a lot. I have other games on my phone, but yes, that's a fun one too. Yes. <laughs> totally okay, so, mindless. so let's, rapid, let's rapid fire a couple of these. What are your okay. favorite apps? Like, what do you, what are your, what are your go-to apps that you use every day? Oh, I mean, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, totally Snapchat. I'm totally into it. Um, Periscope, Instagram, kind of all the basics ones. I mean, I sort of went through this phase of having every shiny new app out there. And now I just have like the basics of what I really need, you know, yeah. of like what yeah. really works. Um, yeah. yeah, that's good. I mean, that's that's kind of the 
the trend yeah. i think everyone's kind of you know deleting or at least putting all the random ones in a folder yeah. like a graveyard folder that yeah. eventually yeah. they'll be deleted from yeah. yeah so i think that that's that's true so when you i do love the photo editing stuff so i have a few, like word swag i love words i still love camera plus i mean gosh you and i've been using camera plus for years i still use it yeah. it's my favorite yeah i've tried the others and i'm like i just yeah. cannot do it yeah <laughs> so when you are looking at Periscope versus Blab versus Snapchat. <laughs> like oh, I'm looking at, I'm thinking about this list and yeah. I'm thinking, how do you determine when you use Snapchat versus yeah. when you use Periscope? Yes. So I actually just wrote an article about this <laughs> on my blog because someone else okay. told me about this recently. And uh, the title is like, snap it, tweet it, scope it. Like, what, which one should you do? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. I actually think I should get a T-shirt that says snap it, tweet it, scope it. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I guess taking a step back, I just I, I try to be really clear about what I use each platform for. Right. Like, yeah. And that's, I think, a big, big place for a lot of people is should I Snapchat this. Should I do this? Should I do that? And so I just I guess I take a step back and. I'm pretty clear about what I use each platform for. And then each one kind of overlaps a little bit too. Um, for Periscope and like Facebook Live, I think for that, I sort of treat that as, 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 as blog content in a lot of ways. So if I write something on my blog, most likely five to seven days later or a few days later, I'm going to do a Facebook Live or a Periscope about that same content. And then I'm going to point people to that, <laughs> to that link. It's a great way to repurpose content. You know, we've talked about this before, but I'm a big believer in having like your big pillar content, right? And for me, my big pillar content is the fact we blog once a week. It's a big piece of content we put a lot of time and energy into. And then how can we slice and dice that? So I'll use Snapchat to kind of tease it out. I'll use Snapchat to showcase the link to kind of have some fun with it. I'll, you know, Instagram a fun photo about it. I'll do a couple periscopes about that topic, like thinking about each of the platforms and how they all lead back to your kind of pillar piece of content. So that's from a business point of view, that's how I use it. And then just... And, you know, for, especially for Snapchat, Snapchat's really new for me. I was like, I was the one who was like, I'm never getting on Snapchat. It's just a bunch of kids doing a bunch of inappropriate things. And I kind of changed my tune after I tried it out. I was like, this is kind of fun. Like, I kind of like that it doesn't have to be perfect. I kind of like that it's quick and in the moment. I kind of like that I'm only connected to 100 people versus like 3,000 people. Like, we'll try it out. You know, it's kind of fun. And We'll see what happens. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And, I, and I've heard you, I, I've heard you give this advice a couple of times in the last couple of days. And I think that it's so important. So I'm so glad that you shared that uh, with the fire up community, because I think, you know, we've always talked about, you know, bringing everything back to your hub, but I think that people get stuck in that every, every time they get online, they have to do something new. No. Yeah. And it's really not true. I no. mean, one of the reasons actually Kelly and I decided to go from weekly women on wine TVs to monthly was that we were busting our tushies to do these big shows every week. Yeah. And the reality is, is we have 150 shows. Like we've got tons of content. content. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, let's just take some time and build our other businesses and still have fun with this and still showcase it, but it doesn't have to be brand new every time. No. So I think people, we are our own worst enemy and we think, oh, people have already seen this. No, I don't even remember what you shared yesterday, let alone like what I, what did I do yesterday? Right. Right. So like repurposing and taking something and slicing and dicing it 12 different ways over the course of, you know, a few weeks or a few months. I think that's a huge thing we've done for my own business. I think feel like we've done a way better at is just repurposing something I wrote six months ago. Why not talk about it today? It's still relevant. If it's still, if it's still relevant, why not? No one's going to remember you published it six months ago. <laughs> yeah, know? come on. Everybody, hope everybody heard that. No one's going to remember. No they one. Remember what they wore last week, let alone no. what they read six months ago. No. For crying out loud. Exactly. That is so awesome. So it, is there anything else before we close that you want to just share with the Fire Up community um, before we give them like their special little deal for the Academy <laughs> and things like that? Like what's on your heart? Like after we've had this conversation, what's on your heart? You know, I think, I mean, I've said this a couple of times, but I just, I can't emphasize enough the value of just leaning into who you are and leaning into your niche and your audience. I think this is one thing that I've, I've, I've sort of struggled with, you know, as a business owner and 
especially recently with the Academy, I said, you know what? My niche really is real estate. That's where people know and, and trust me. And of course, what I do applies to other industries, but like I'm gonna lean into that and not just real estate in general, I'm gonna lean into exactly who I wanna work with. And that was a little scary. I mean, I'm kind of like, I kind of get nervous thinking about it, but if you read some of the copy on my Get Social Smart page, it's it's talking to a specific person in real estate. It's talking to somebody who is there the day of closing that is handing the set of keys, that is bringing the bottle of wine, that like really cares about that client, that person. It's not just the person who wants to get another 20 leads off Zillow, right? Like nothing against that person. It's just not for me, right? And so that's, I think, the thing that's really been on my heart is just like, don't be afraid to just really lean into who you want to talk to, who you really want to, who you really connect with and who you are yourself and your business. And I mean, I've just been blown away in the last couple of days, like the response I've gotten to not being afraid and just going all in with who I am and who I want to work with. So that's exciting and scary, but exciting. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, um, I'll be sure to, to drop a link to the, the free chapter in my book that's online is actually the niche chapter, which is exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just dig in and de yeah. define who your ideal is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you won't serve other people. It doesn't mean oh. if, if I say I focus on, on serving women, it doesn't mean men aren't allowed in. Right. This right. isn't a golf course in 1940. <laughs> you know, this is, this is today. This is, you know, we are inclusive, but it doesn't mean that our message can't be focused. So mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. Um, so I know that D11, and of course that means me, uh, huge <laughs> partners for you in the the launch of the academy and we're we're so obviously so excited the team was like yay like we have something fun to talk about that isn't yeah. us right it's so much fun to talk about other people of course so and i know that you put together individual you know codes and things for the fire up community that we're going to share in here uh, is there where can they find more information about the the academy and how does that work yeah, absolutely. So um, the easiest way is if they go to getsocialsmart.com, uh, that will go through in detail exactly what the Academy is all about, who it's for, who it's not for, and exactly what's included in it. And and really, in a nutshell, it's an on-demand library. It's a, a platform where if, if somebody wants to, they only have five minutes and they want to figure out Facebook ads, they can go to the Academy. If they want to sit down and binge watch uh, my videos for six hours, they could do that too. <laughs> and I, uh, what I've realized is that people want to know what they want to know when they want to know it, right? We're in this sort of on-demand world and that's really what the Academy is. So we've got over 40 videos right now and over 40 downloadable materials, plus my original six-week signature coaching program is in there and just, just a ton of content that we're going to be updating each and every month. And it really allows me to do what I think I do best, which is educate and help people, especially in the real estate and mortgage world get smarter about social media because at the end of the day, we only have 24 hours in the day. And, you know, if I can help somebody just be smarter about the time that they spend so they have more time with their kids, so they have more time with their, their um, you know, their pets or their hobbies or their passions or whatever it is, then I think that's a big win. So um, I love that. <laughs> I love it. And we do have a special code. So if you go to getsocialsmart.com, there's, um, there's a couple codes for the D11 community. So if you use the promo code, uh, D11 monthly. So D11 monthly, you'll save $50 off your monthly membership. Or if you use D11 yearly, if you want to sign up for the year, the annual pass, so D11 yearly, uh, you'll save $500 off the annual pass. So which is a better deal, but totally up to you. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's <laughs> like five, saving $500. <laughs> Come on people. Right, right. Like, you, you could, that's like, uh, you know, uh, maybe a month's worth of a part-time assistant. Yeah. Spend the money there. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I love that. I really, really appreciate that. And I love that you are just going after your dreams and your visions with so much passion and purpose and focus and hustle and drive. And I love seeing your family all come together and that I love hearing, you know, the vision that you and Paul have. It's just it's so inspirational and I know that it's inspiring people who are going to watch this 
whether it's live or in the replays, because it's just, you're so real and you're so open. And it's been an honor to spend the last hour with you just sharing your story. So thank you so very much. Let's raise one more thank glass you. too. Um, we still have a few more days in your first week. So yes, to that. like let's, <laughs> let's do six figures the first week, right? Yes, Woo-hoo. exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much. I just been so much fun being here. And I just have to say for any of you, if you haven't gotten Deb's book, <laughs> You have to get her book. She's seriously has helped me so much um, in my life personally and professionally. And really, I think there's no better person than you, Deb, to just help people figure out their purpose and their why. So thank you. Just as a friend, you've been amazing to me. So thank you so much. That's so sweet. I, the, the, the bartering and collaboration in our little tribe is so priceless. I totally agree. Oh, before I cry, I'm beclumped. <laughs> All right. I wish you a wonderful Fire Up Friday. Woo! Thank Tell you. Paul and the boys I said hello and hello. so much success to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.